If you have your Bibles, let's just quickly turn the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, from 35 to 42. We know this so well, we've read it so many times, but there's something that I want to focus on this morning. I pray will bless us. Mark, chapter 6, 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Yeshua heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was twelve years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and said that something should be given her to eat. Heavenly Father, bless your word to us this morning. As we investigate it, as we talk about it, pray that we would understand what you want us to know this morning, that no force of darkness will prevent this word from reaching our spirit man, that our spirit men will be encouraged and strengthened and built up that we might become the spiritual people you want us to be in the mighty name of Yeshua. Now some time ago I spoke about having ears to hear. Well everybody's got ears but it's possible to have ears and not to hear. <laughs> if you've ever had the privilege of being a teacher you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. But you see, today I'm going to be talking about not so much hearing, but seeing. And the title of this message is Spiritual Eyesight. Spiritual Eyesight. Now, the Bible mentions this. In Ephesians, Paul the Apostle, praying for the Ephesian church, he prays this prayer that God the Father will give you Revelation, And then he goes on to say that the eyes of your understanding being lightened. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. He prays that they have revelation knowledge and that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. What exactly does he mean by the eyes of the understanding? Well, you see, the truth of the matter is we have got physical eyes. Yes. All right. But there are another pair of eyes that we have been given if we're children of the living God. Spiritual eyes. Now, you'll see this theme throughout the Bible. We'll look at a few other scriptures. But you see, the message is simply this. Yes, we can see with the physical eyes. But we need to learn how to see with the eyes of the heart. The spiritual eyes. Let me just explain it this way. The way you and I see things will determine how we behave. Is that not true? 
If you see a big bus coming straight for you on the highway, it will affect your behavior, will it not? <laughs> it will encourage you to turn somewhat to the left <laughs> or to the right. But whatever you do, you will turn because of what you see coming. Amen? And can I just say this? The clearer you and I can see, the more effective we will be. That's quite cute, That's isn't it? <laughs> Let me run that through you again. The clearer we can see, the more effective we will be. Now, this runs throughout the Bible. Why I use that scripture there is, here we have the Lord being called upon to help in a situation. All right? The ruler of the synagogue has come to him and said, my child is very sick. Please come. She's on the point of death. So they're going to the house. Then that other lady comes who gets healed and it sort of puts a pause on everything. And then while he's busy there, a servant comes from the house and says, don't bother the master anymore. The child has passed on. Amen. Can you imagine how devastating that must have been for the father to hear that? Oof. I don't think you can hear any worse news in your life. But anyway, but the Lord, now notice something. What does the Lord do? He says, listen, Jairus, don't be afraid. Just keep your faith up, basically. That's what he was saying. And then he continues to the house. All right, now, as far as the world system is concerned, the story is over, right? But can I just say something? The way the world sees things is not necessarily the truth. Amen? Those might be the facts, and we're not denying the facts. But you see, if we understand that there's a big difference between the facts and the truth, why? Because the truth is what God sees. Amen? That's one thing I'm trying to teach all the time. In any situation, what is the truth? The truth is what God thinks. Right? In any situation, the truth is what God thinks. Now you see, for us to operate on the level of God in any situation, what have we got to do? We've got to know the truth. Amen? And to know the truth in any situation, we need to have spiritual eyes. Amen? So important to grasp. So you see, the Lord is walking to the house. As far as the world system is concerned, the facts are the child is stone cold dead. Amen? Her body is approaching room temperature. That is the fact. But you see, the Lord doesn't see things from the point of view of the world, and neither should we. This is my point. But to see, to see things God's way, we have to have another pair of eyes other than these ones here. Amen? We need to activate the eyes of faith, the eyes of the heart, the eyes of spiritual understanding. Because you see, what does the Lord see? He sees the child's body, yes, but he can see in the spirit that child's spirit has left and is given the faith by God to bring the child back. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? 
It's not over till it's over. Amen? But you see, what does it take in any situation for the truth to prevail? God's will to prevail. You and I have to see it for what it is. Amen? And we have to act accordingly. Remember, the way you and I see things will determine how we behave. Amen? If we're looking with the eye of the flesh, let me tell you, we'll behave like mere men, as the Bible describes. Amen? But if we learn, and this is the point, and develop this ability to see with the eye of the Spirit, we're able to operate at a different level. Amen? And that's exactly what God expects of you and I, living in this day and this age. Men's hearts will be failing because of fear. Why will they be afraid? They'll be looking at things with the physical eyes and they'll be seeing terrible things coming upon the earth and what will happen? Oh my soul. Can you see that? What have we got to do? See things with the eye, spirit, and guess what? We're able to operate accordingly. Now, let me give you another example from the Bible. We've often been there, it's in the book of Kings, but I'll just explain the situation. The king of Syria wants to take out Elisha the prophet. All right, because he's causing the Syrian king a lot of trouble for one reason or another. So what does the king of Syria send into Judah? I think it is, or Israel. He sends a whole troop of soldiers, a whole battalion, as it were. So all these horsemen are coming, and here this lonely prophet is living in his little shack, and he's got a servant, see? So the servant goes out one morning, I think to fetch water or whatever, and he sees the hills covered with all these mighty warriors on horseback. So what is the natural reaction? He came to the master, Elisha, and said, basically, we're done for. We are totally outnumbered. There's just you and me and a stick, maybe, and there's all this army come to get us. It's over. All right, now, the prayer that Elisha prays, because basically he just turns over and says, not to worry about it. All right? And then he prays a prayer. And this is the prayer that he prays. He prays, oh Lord, open this young man's eyes. Now please understand something. The young man wasn't blind. Does everybody get that? He'd gone outside to do some chores, so he had sight. So what is Elisha doing, praying that he might see? Well, we understand. See in terms of what is really going on in the spirit world. Open his eyes to see what's happening in the spirit. And what does he see when his eyes are opened? Multitudes of horses and horsemen, the army of God, chariots of fire surrounding them. And Elisha says, don't worry, more are those that are with us than those that are with them. Amen? More are those that are with us than those that are with them. Can I tell you something? In any situation that you and I face, what is the truth? If you're a blood-washed child of the living God, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know what the truth is? More are those that are with us 
than are with them. Amen. What happens in the story, Elisha calls upon God to put blindness on all the soldiers. They all get struck with blindness. Doesn't matter how strong you are, but if you're blind, there's nothing you can really do. And he quietly leads them to Samaria, into the citadel. So the whole thing was just diffused right there. Not one hair was hurt and victory came because of being able to see. Can you see that? We need to learn to see in the spirit. Amen. We need to learn to exercise the eyes of understanding in any situation. In any situation. Amen. We need to learn to see things the way God sees them. Amen. And you see, once we have learned to do that in any situation, then we're able to operate correctly. Amen. Then we're able to function properly. But if we can't, we end up behaving like the world. Amen. And that brings tragedy and disaster and difficulties on our lives. All right? Now, you see, the truth of the matter is that God is for us. And there's nothing that we can't overcome if, A, we understand who he is and we learn to see things the way he sees them. When you and I have encounters with people that are difficult, does everybody understand somewhat what I'm talking of? Relationships are difficult, all right? And very often we find people operating perhaps illogically, dysfunctionally. Have you had that experience? They get angry with us. And we're trying to be kind. <laughs> we're minding our own business. <laughs> we're trying to do their work, or we're not. <laughs> Now, you see, you and I can get all unhappy about it and complain and get miserable, bitter and twisted. However, what do we have to do? Learn to see things God's way. Very often, not all the time, but very often. Why do people behave in a bad way? Generally speaking, it's because they themselves are unhappy or they've been troubled by a spirit of some description. You see, what is after us? The one that wants to destroy you and I is not them necessarily. It's the spirit behind them. Can you see that? And if we can't see that, what's going to happen? We get angry in return. And it doesn't help at all. And that's exactly what the devil wants. You see, he wants to just throw more fuel onto the fire. And you and I see this happening and we take offense or whatever and then we think well i'm not going to let that happen to me and we get angry in return and maybe a spirit or two inside of us rises up and guess what then we have a wonderful wingding <laughs> and everybody leaves unhappy and nothing gets resolved amen but you see if we have godly understanding we can see very often god if you have a heart will show you and I what the problem really is. Amen. And when we can see that, we are equipped to do something about it. We have to realize that there's something behind everything that's going on. 
There's a spirit world out there which causes things to happen. And if we don't understand it, we don't perceive it spiritually, we are at a disadvantage. We will be abused, whether you are a Christian or not. Amen? The Bible speaks about the gift of discernment. What is the gift of discernment? Well, the basic word means to be able to separate things. That's what it means. It reminds me of the old days when in the farmhouses we used to have these big chrome separators. I don't know if anybody knows what they looked like, but there's a big instrument that was bolted to a table and you had a big lever here and you put the milk in. Cows had just been milked. They put the fresh milk into this thing and you just turn and turn and turn. They called it a separator. And what would happen is the cream would rise to the top, you see. And that was the idea. You took the cream off and you used the milk. Otherwise, that milk was so rich you could hardly drink it. But it's separated. Now, you see, the gift of discernment is when you and I look into a situation and we're able to separate. We're able to separate what is being performed, as it were, by other beings and what the other person is really feeling. We're able to discern what's actually going on. You see, Elisha could discern what was going on. The Lord could discern exactly what was going on. And because he could discern it, he could do something about it. Amen? If you and I come into a situation and we see that people are operating in a very strange way, instead of getting angry with them, do not we can quietly do? Bind that evil spirit in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen? They're vicious, dear God. But we've got power over them, you see. But if we don't know what's going on, what are we going to do? Get cross with the person in return. Amen? It's not them, you see. This is the big lesson to learn. This child was dead, but God knew. The Lord Yeshua knew. No, no, no. Her spirit is still around. On this occasion, I'm able to bring the child back. Amen? So he could do something about it. He didn't have to say to Jairus, I'm so sorry. Oh, Jairus, don't worry. I'll do the funeral. I'll commiserate with you. It's very sad, yes, I know, but don't worry. I'm here to comfort you. That's us Christians operating in the flesh, really. Not realizing what's going on. When sickness comes your way. Hallelujah. Guess what? What is the truth? COVID is here to stay. Must I just succumb? But please understand something. What is the truth? You see, that sickness is not from God. Amen? We don't have to put up with it. We don't have to put up with it. If we can discern what's going on. Does that mean it's not there? No, no, it's there. It's real. But we've got authority to stop it from affecting us. Amen? Please, we've got to understand these things. We don't have to put up with the nonsense of the devil. Amen? When poverty comes your way, it is not necessarily here to stay. You can send it on its way. But you see, we've got to realize what is the truth. God is for us. More are those that are for us than those that are against us. But if we cannot see it, what's going to happen? We're going to start 
getting frightened, afraid, depressed, miserable. Amen? Can you see that? We've got to learn how to see things the way God sees them. Amen. Now, I'm almost finished, but there's something I need to add here. Please understand this. Notice, when the Lord barges in on this wonderful funeral that they're all enjoying, and he says to them, the child is not dead, she is sleeping, what was the reaction? They laughed him to school. Just think about that. Almighty God was laughed to scorn by humans. Now, the point I want to make is this. You see, it's very easy to say, oh, well, you must start looking at things in the Spirit and operating according to the Spirit. Can I just say something? We need to be prepared because the moment you and I start operating according to what's really going on, we'll start doing things that look very strange to the natural mind. Amen? That will look very strange to the natural mind. And don't expect everybody at first to get thrilled about it. Amen? We had a case. I mean, we used to drive to school and Sarah was in the car and her friend was in the car. And Sarah knew better than to say that she was sick. All right? So when her nose was running and things like that, she would say, I'm not sick, thank you. Wouldn't say anything to that effect. Her friend, who didn't know any better, kept on trying to get her to say, but you're sick, look, you're sick, you're sick. You understand? You're sick, look, your nose is running. Why don't you say it? Say it. Sarah would get over these things very quickly. What would happen to the friend? Spend most of her time not at school because she was sick. But the point is, driving in the car, who thought who was a fool? Amen? Brothers and sisters, you and I, operating on this earth as Christ wants us to operate, will make us look very different to a lot of people. Amen? We need to live with it. All right? We need to learn how to live with it and not be swayed. Let me tell you, the pressure for you and I to agree with everything that everybody says is from where? You'll notice, what did the Lord do? He said, did he not? She's not dead, she's sleeping. The world system will try and force you and I to speak what we see with the physical eyes. Okay? Please understand something. That makes a lot of sense. If you see something, that's what you're going to say, is it not? Now listen. If the Lord had said, yes, she's dead, guess what? She's dead. She's not coming back. You understand that? Because you see, if he spoke those words, God of heaven and earth speaks that you're dead, guess what? You are dead. Are you? Let me tell you, God in you, when you start speaking things like, I am sick, guess what? You are sick. And God can help you. Now, here we are in company, and your nose is running like Victoria Falls. Your head is beating like a bongo drum. You feel as hot as hell itself. To all intents and purposes, you look what? Sick. 
Now, please, we're not just saying, oh, it's not there. It's very real. It's the facts. The facts are being attacked by a virus. Amen? We're not denying that. Does everybody get this strength five? We are being attacked. We're not saying the virus is not real. We're not saying that. Amen? What we are saying, though, is it's not mine. The moment you say, I am sick, guess what? You've taken possession. And when you say you are sick, God in heaven says, well, the man said it. He's sick. Amen? You see, now I'm here in this condition and people say to me, are you sick? Have you got flu? What am I going to say? <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't it? What are you going to say? Can you see the trick of the devil? We don't want to sound like we're mad, do we? We don't want people to laugh at us. Oh, he's a clown. He's one of these religious nuts. He goes to that funny church. <laughs> huh? Can you see? This is the trick of the devil. What is the pressure on you and I to say? Yes, 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 I've got flu. Hallelujah. And then the devil says, Nice one, Joe, you've got flu. And guess who gave it to you? And God says, Oh, my soul, are my people ever going to learn? Hallelujah. So what do you say? Now, please, we have to be wise in the situation to stick it in their face and say, I'm healed by the stripes of Yeshua. Some people won't receive that very well. You understand? What do you smoke? <laughs> but there are a lot of things we can say, right? Which doesn't mean that we accept it, okay? And one of the best things to say is, yes, sickness is trying to get hold of me. I like to say that. Trying to get hold of me. And leave it at that. Amen? But I won't let it get hold of me. Are you hearing me? You see, we've got to be very cautious about these things. We've got to be careful. On the one hand, we have to be wise, yes. But on the other hand, we cannot afford to bow down to the world's way of thinking. And we won't if we've learned to see things with the eye of the Spirit. Amen? In any situation, we need to learn to see things with the eye of the Spirit. If we don't, we are destined to live with depression. Did you know that? This world will make you depressed. That's what it's designed to do. That's why you be careful what you feed your spirit, all right? Because the world system will always tell you what? The bad news, graphically, all right? They'll always tell you that. And if you and I are absorbed with continually getting this information, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? We're looking at the world system and we're becoming involved with the world system and we'll live at the level of the world system. We can't afford to do it. I've said enough. Brothers and sisters, we can learn to hear and see with the eye of the Spirit. Right? We've got to develop this capacity. The way we do it is by feeding ourselves with what God thinks, the Word. Every time we read the Word, what happens? We start to see things more from 
his perspective. Can you see that? We've got to live seeing things from his perspective. People getting all unhappy and miserable and bitter and twisted, we can smile. God loves you. Amen? <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? He loves me. We're on the winning side. We're bound for glory. I've preached myself happy. Can we pray? <laughs>